0: Hi everyone, Sandman here. This video has been made possible thanks to a donation from Andrew. Today I'd like to talk about the idea that if a man doesn't pay his alimony, then he goes to debtor's prison. I got the idea for this video while I was shooting a video for the Toronto Domestic Violence Symposium about a week and a half ago. A few of the people in the audience at that particular event brought up the idea that not paying alimony gets men thrown into the slammer, which is like a form of debtor's prison and that debt prisons were barbaric, and that we increasingly use this strategy on men these days with regards to paying spousal support, or lack thereof. The state is willing to incarcerate a man if he's either unwilling or unable to pay his alimony. And that's one thing I won't have to worry about with regards to being a MGTOW. I don't have to worry about being thrown into jail for refusing to pay alimony to a woman that I was never with. If I ever become bankrupt one day, for any particular reason... I would declare insolvency and restart my financial life. But for formerly married guys, without that option, they don't get to pass go and collect $200. And instead, they go directly to jail. Another interesting part of that discussion at the Domestic Violence Symposium centered around the idea that debtors' prisons were a sort of barbaric practice written about by Charles Dickens in his novels. Over 150 years ago, people were locked up for being unable to pay their public and private debts. And the irony is that today, many governments spend tax dollars that they don't have to lock men up for not paying their alimony. So the corporations involved in the prison system, as well as the lawyers and judges, are basically making the money. And the system is corrupt. Also during that discussion, I overheard people say that men thrown into jail for not paying alimony would meet with other men in the same boat. And they would discuss how their wives had hurt them, divorced them, and then took away their children in many cases. So those men met like-minded individuals, and they would fuel each other's anger and hostility towards women, thus feeding into feminist ideas. Feminism is interested in expanding the amount of misogyny in our society, and what better way than incarcerating a man and taking away his liberties? If you treat men like criminals and put them into institutions with other criminals, then when they get out, they're more likely to become actual criminals. This kind of reminds me of that film Blow with Johnny Depp, where at one point he says that he went into prison with a bachelor of marijuana and came out with a Ph.D. in cocaine. And the political system is about three steps. Problem, reaction, and solution. People in power often create a problem and then react to it as a tool to maintain their political power or to gain more, and then offer up a solution to this particular problem that they created in the first place. And the court system created the alimony payment structure that we see today. And when men don't pay the money that courts ordered them to pay, the courts react and thus find a solution to the alimony payments imposed on people in the first place. And in many cases, the courts drag people off to prison. Going to prison for not paying your alimony also cements into men the idea that their first responsibility is not to themselves, but instead to the state in the form of taxation, as well as to their former or female lovers via alimony. Only once those two obligations have been paid in full, And are current, can the man basically go on and do what he wants? No one asks men about what they want. Men are told their responsibility is to others and not themselves. Men come last, it's often quoted. That's why MGTOW is so powerful, because it is about self-ownership and self-determination. And the idea of independent, free-thinking men scares the state because it provides fertile ground for a potential revolution while simultaneously placing the burden and obligation on the government for taking care of women that make bad decisions in their lives. We are forming a silent passive revolution that can't be stopped because the system needs to find clearly defined problems and blame someone for those problems. You can shame men for choosing not to marry, but you can't put them into jail or prison if they are unable or unwilling to find a mate and thus provide for a family and pay high tax rates while doing so and then getting into a costly divorce battle after the fact. If men refuse to play the game, it's their choice to do so. The state can't drag them down the aisle and up to the altar. As people in Western countries get married less and less into the future, the state will need new customers for its prisons. The state will have to create new laws to target men. One such law is the new legislation proposed by the Canadian government with regards to johns purchasing the services of prostitutes. Men are not getting married quite as much as the government wants them to. So the government is going after their alternate sex sources in the form of escorts and prostitutes and criminalizing the purchase of those activities. The government is simultaneously waging a war on men and relying on them at the same time. They need men to build and maintain the system and pay into the tax base, as well as support their ex-wives. But they also need men in prisons, as well as the court system, to ensure that crown prosecutors, judges, And the prison industrial complex workers continue to get paid as well. For the government, it's a catch-22. They want law-abiding male citizens, as well as unlawful male citizens at the same time. And if men choose not to get married, then they only work for themselves, and chances are they'll work less than if they had a wife and child to support. And if they don't have a wife and child, then they don't need a divorce, and this starves the judges, attorneys, and prisons as well. Governments have become irrational in their dealings with male citizens. So male citizens need to starve the government beast by working less and not having families. Then the government will overcompensate by opening up the immigration spigots. More people with traditional family values will flood into North America as well as Europe. And they'll have children and pay into the tax structure. But the government is forgetting to work something out into their equation. Take Canada, for example. The second and third generation or beyond of white immigrants are increasingly having little to no offspring. So the government in this country brings in Indian and Chinese immigrants with the hopes that male Indian and Chinese will pay into the system, get divorced, and then possibly get sent off to prison. But people in these traditional cultures tend not to divorce when they're unhappy with their lives. They also tend to work under the table for cash money. So the government doesn't see the tax dollars it would normally see. And the court system filled with government jobs becomes less and less needed because these types of cultural groups stay in their unhappy relationships instead. And when it comes to prostitution, these communities have their own brothels that are often harder to police. So the government is trying to keep the system running with the same variables as before, only the variables in this case have changed. Another example of the government doing things it shouldn't is with regards to speeding issues here in Canada. People used to speed, and police would often collect tons of tickets because of it. But after a while, people got the message and are now getting less and less speeding tickets. The government scrambled for money and started issuing more and more tickets for talking and texting while driving. Or they started increasing the existing fine rate for both moving and parking violations. The more they increase the rates, the more people obey the law, and so the government is forced to come up with more and more ridiculous laws in order to have its coffers filled once again. It's not about the law, it's about revenue. And at some point, if enough men don't get married, the government would have to impose some type of bachelor tax. But that will only mean more and more men pulling out of the system. The government in this case would be sowing the very seeds for its own destruction by imposing more and more complex regulations upon men. Obamacare in the United States is just one way the government is imposing a bachelor tax. Another way is that couples filing joint taxes together pay less tax. The government realizes that punishing people for a certain type of behavior is not the way to go. Instead, they are rewarding people for certain types of behavior that the government wants to promote. The government could offer to give more free daycare for the citizens' children, as well as more baby bonuses for people having more kids or more tax breaks for married couples. The government can make it more and more tempting for men and women to get married from the beginning. All the while, the government knows that when the happy couple divorces down the line, there will be tons of dollars to collect as tax revenue from legal fees. Government employees such as judges will also have work in that case. And the government figures that it can catch more men with honey than it can with vinegar. But this time, I don't think it's going to work. Men are shunning women and dating altogether. They are opting out in greater numbers than before. And Japan is now the measuring stick to measure all the rest of the Western countries. The way the Japanese government deals with the herbivore man in the next five or ten years is probably how European and North American governments are going to do the same. At some point when it becomes clear to governments that no matter what they do, the problem is that women are no longer worthy of marriage, the system will begin to crumble because the system is so heavily filled with feminists that they are needing to constantly attack men to make them the villains. But more men than ever are just tired of all this bullshit. So I'm predicting as the government becomes increasingly cash-strapped, they will impose more and more debtor prisons for men as the tax dollars begin to dry up. And the majority of the taxes being paid today are by the middle classes and middle-class men, to be more specific. And the middle-class man is under full attack. People in the middle are saying, I want to keep my lifestyle, but I just don't have the surplus wealth to support a family. And when women say, where have all the good men gone? They need to look at all the feminist institutions in our society, that have chased men away from becoming traditional providers. Many women have always tried to take advantage of men, but us MGTOWs need to thank feminism for revealing women's behavior and true motivations for what they really are. Feminism has provided the transparency for us to see women as they are. Well, that does it for today. Another quick update. I just got my Steadicam rig a couple of days ago, so I hope to shoot some actual video footage for my YouTube video channel in the near future, I'm also going to start doing video walking tours of different places in my city. And I'm also creating a separate YouTube channel that I'll put those walking tour videos on as well. I'll share the link with everyone once it's up and running. Anyways, thanks again to Andrew for his donation. And thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers.